Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome back to the All Things Renovation bathroom series. Hopefully, after our last episode, you're getting excited, or even more excited, and the vision for your new dream bathroom is becoming even more clear. In any space, function needs to drive form, and especially so in smaller spaces like bathrooms. So today we're going to dive into some layout planning basics. Hopefully you've asked those foundational questions and taken stock of your space to define the area you have to play with before getting too carried away with grand plans or limiting yourself unnecessarily. Sometimes it's hard to reimagine our spaces because we get accustomed to what we have and where we have it. But if you can, it's great to start with a blank slate and not get too caught up with what is. Bathrooms are usually limited with what we can change, especially if it's not associated with a larger house update. Um, There's really only so much real estate to work with in a standard five by eight room. However, even a small change can make a big impact. That said, here's a pro tip. Keeping as much infrastructure in the same place, especially plumbing or as close as possible, helps to keep costs down. But don't discount moving something uh, if it will make the space function much better. Um, The cost might be worth it in the end. So just keep that in mind as well. Now, there are a few common layouts that are seen in most classic five by eight bathroom spaces. The first is the three in a row, which is where the vanity, the toilet, and the tub and shower combo or even independent are all along the same wall, which is really convenient for the plumbers. This is one where if you can steal space from an adjacent room, you, um, you can have a bigger vanity or maybe even a separate shower or some more storage in some way, maybe steal part of a closet from the backside of a wall or something like that. So keep that in mind. Uh, the second is the galley style. And we all are familiar with what we know as a kitchen galley style. And bathrooms are quite similar in this regard as well. It's where the tub and the shower combo or independent are on one side of the room and the toilet and the vanity are on the opposite side. Now, or any combination of those, one on some things on one side and some things on the other. Now, if you're lucky to have a bit bigger of a footprint, you may be able to swing a double sink or even uh, a tall storage unit at the end of the vanity or something like that. So um, sometimes galley styles will lend themselves a little bit more if you've got a little bit longer of a space um, to limit more storage. Now, the third is the worst. I call it the throne design. There's almost nothing worse than being greeted by the toilet, aka the throne, as soon as you open the bathroom door. Well, okay, there are worse things, but (laughs) speaking from experience, our top floor uh, bathroom was exactly this design, and I really, really hated seeing the underside of the toilet up our stairs uh, when the bathroom door was open, as it was literally the first thing that you saw when you entered the front door of our house, and yet looked up the stairs, and there it was, the throne Happily, we managed to move it when we did our reno, and um, I can't tell you how happy I was about that. Um, Now, as you get into larger square footage of room, um, the ability to shift things around and add those luxurious touches 
that most of us salivate over, like freestanding soaker tubs and jumbo showers with dual heads and jets and loads of storage and all that kind of stuff is where playing with layout becomes a little bit more possible. Now, when I'm involved in a design phase of the project, uh, we usually have defined the boundaries or any structural changes for the space. Like for instance, if we're gonna steal space from an adjacent room or a closet or something along that line. And I usually start by placing items that will anchor the space. Now, I do this with any, any renovation, like kitchen or bathroom or what have you. And in the bathroom, what we're looking at here, as far as what I call like anchor items would be the, the basics the things that we've just talked about, the toilet, the tub, the shower, or shower tub combo, um, and then the vanity, of course. Um, and I play with this in AutoCAD. And if you're tech savvy, there are numerous online programs that are free, such as like SketchUp or what have you, um, that you can use to play in a, in a digital, digital capacity. And if you're, if you're not super savvy that way, no worries. Uh, you can play with these locations on a piece of grid paper. Uh, just keep in mind the scale. Um, so to kick it old school with paper, uh, you have to measure your room with a tape measure as accurately as you can, but don't fret over a quarter of an inch here or there. This is really just preliminary work. Uh, you draw the perimeter of the room on the paper and locate any of the doors and windows. And the grid squares can be at whatever scale works for the size of your room and the paper. So one square could be equal to three inches, four inches, five, six, or whatever feel you works for you. For example, a three foot wide door or window using a six inch to a foot scale would be six squares wide. So draw and cut out the anchor items so that they are loose using, and this is really important, the same scale, for instance, six inches to a foot, and then start placing and moving them around on the, pa the paper to see what options may feel the best for you. Now this saves a lot of pencil and er eraser work um, and tearing up the page and all that kind of thing. So I, you know, it helps to have things be a little bit physical and be able to move them around. Now check out the show notes um, on the All Things Renovation website for an example of what I'm describing here. So, you know, I'm telling you to, you know, cut out these items. Well, you need to have some kind of an idea of what the typical dimensions are. So I'm going to go through a few of them here. So a standard tub is usually about two foot six or 30 inches wide by five feet long or 60 inches. Um, however, you can get ones that are a little bit wider or a little bit shorter, uh, say like three foot is fairly common as is say like a four foot six length. Um, now freestanding or soaking tubs require a larger footprint. So, you know, they need to look right in the space and at a minimum you want to add about six inches around all the sides um, of that tub if it's going to be freestanding to give it the I guess the breadth that it needs to look right in the space. Nothing like having this tub that's like wedged in and like shoehorned into the space. It probably doesn't look as, it won't look as well as you want it to look at the end of the day. Um, now the tub filler for the freestanding tub can come out of the wall or be floor mounted. Um, so you have to leave a little bit of space for that as well. And then um, as far as freestanding tubs are concerned, there's also some hybrid options where the tub can be tight along one wall, usually the long wall, um, and then that leaves the, the ends open. Um, that saves you a little bit of space if you know you are concerned that you maybe might be a little tight. So you, there is there, there are a few options there if you really, really, really want a freestanding tub and you don't feel like you quite have enough space. All right, so um, a good sort of two-person shower is about three foot by six foot long, and a nice one-person shower like if you were say doing a, a basement suite and you 
you know, just needed a, a shower down there. Like three foot square is pretty decent. Um, it could be smaller, but then raising your hands over your head to like wash your hair and stuff becomes a little bit more difficult. So if you can kind of keep in that three foot square range for a really small shower, then, you know, I would recommend that you do that. But there are, are all kinds of other shower pans that you can buy um, that are slightly different sizes here and there. And, you know, some are rounded on the front or have an angle or what have you. But if you have a really funky space or, or you just want a larger shower pan, then you can opt for a custom shower pan, which then has no limitations at all. Okay, so for toilets in a single family residential application by code here in BC, you need 15 inches clear from the center line of that toilet to a wall or to the side of a vanity, which is basically 30 inches of space overall. Um, if you have ex accessibility concerns, then you may wanna bump it out to about 36 inches overall or 18 inches center from the center line each side. Um, a wall hung toilet can save you about a foot of floor space uh, in the front, um, but you still need the space on either side. Uh, something to be aware of with a wall hung application is that you're gonna need extra in-wall structural framing for the toilet to hang off of. Uh, some wall uh, hung toilet carriers, they're called, need a two foot six wall. Others uh, you can get for a two by four wall. So that's something that you really need to be aware of as well. Now vanities are usually about 22 inches deep, but they can vary to suit the sink that you choose. I've seen ones as narrow as 12 inches with a vessel sink um, that suits that width. Uh, and I've also seen ones that are 24 inches deep that with a really large pan style um, vessel style sink. So the widths um, can vary from like a minimum of 24, I would say upwards of 42 or even a little bit more for a single sink so that you maybe have some storage underneath and um, like a double doors and then a set of drawers on the side for instance. Now a double vanity can be as narrow as five feet uh, and as wide as you know I guess you would want it um, but you will see narrower ones at places like say Ikea um, or any other big box store maybe but I think they're a bit of a squeeze so um, if that's the case you can sometimes get away with uh, one trough style sink with two wall-mounted faucets or even deck-mounted faucets that will make things feel a little bit less cramped because you're not having the countertop be broken up so much with separate sinks. Um, just something to consider there. And bathrooms designed for aging in place and for people who um, need a more accessible design will need more room in almost every direction for all of these elements. And while all of these layouts can be modified to suit, the classic sort of three in a row is the hardest to make truly accessible. Um, and there will be a sort of a, a dedicated episode on accessible bathrooms coming up in this series. So hang tight for that. And we're, we'll go through a bunch of things that, you know, we try and keep in mind when we're either future proofing or doing something for somebody who really does need um, full accessibility. Now, I always like to try and put in some storage solutions in a bathroom if I can, even if it's just using the space between the wall studs for some built-in uh, shelving, or it, and it can be hidden or it can be open. So be sure to keep in mind uh, ways to be a little bit creative, as every little bit helps. Um, even if you're going to steal, like I say, part of a closet space or, I don't know, uh, whatever. Now, a bathroom renovation is definitely worth considering having a contractor on the job for, so I'd encourage you to jump back and listen to our foundation series, where we talk about finding and collaborating with a contractor.
And if you dig us, we are, of course, happy to consult with you on your next project. Now, I'm going to leave it there for today. So thanks for listening. And be sure to catch upcoming episodes in this series for more bite-sized info on all the elements that go into renovating your bathroom. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.